This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Into me, see. A place where we learn about deep connection with yourself, those close to you, and, and with, with God. God. In our program, Into Me, See, we deal with reality, restoration, and redemption in the face of addiction. We uncover intimacy as seeing into me and the role it plays in healthy relationships. Yeah, thank you for joining us wherever you are. In this program, we'll be exploring what intimacy means, how it works to to work towards it. And by the way, um, sex is only a part of intimacy. Yes, there is so much more about that. Yes, and we've been learning uh, over the our challenges with our challenges over the last 38 years of marriage. I'm Frederick Wools. And I'm Suki Wools. Both of us are licensed counselors, and we're looking forward to embark on a journey towards greater intimacy. We'll continue to explore what intimacy means and look at the crucial role it plays in the development of healthy, authentic, and thriving relationships. Yes, especially in these times when there are multiple distractions from our phones and social media that so easily rob us of intimate relationships with God, other human beings, and with ourselves. Last week, we were answering questions from listeners, and we're not able to get to all of them. We'll continue with that as we move forward. Please continue to send your questions to us at frederiksuki at kpulpit.co.za. For the rest of October's programs, we'll be talking about how important integrity is in developing intimacy. Yeah, there are actually more than 30 Bible passages regarding integrity, such as Proverbs uh, 10 verse 9 from the New Living Translation. It reads, People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will be exposed. So it's a privilege for us to have Clive Human from the Western Cape with us today. Clive has personally been involved with counseling many pornography addicts, young and old, and has facilitated support groups for the last 25 years. Clive, how would you define integrity? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, and hi to you and Frederick. Hi. Um, you know, for me, um, I believe it's being honest and having strong ethics and principles. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe we are given our integrity and we need to preserve it really at all costs. We can so easily lose our integrity by the way we behave and treat others. Mm -hmm. Clive, uh, you say that we are given integrity. At which point do you think that we are given that integrity? I believe we are born with integrity. I believe Mm -hmm. integrity is a God-given gift. And we have to maintain it, look after it, and all through our life make sure that we stick to the principle, the godly principles which uh, govern integrity. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you very much, um, Clive. And what do you think is the link between integrity and intimacy? Mm, You know, I believe the link between integrity and intimacy, number one is trust. Uh You know, Intimacy means deeply knowing another person and deeply feeling and knowing that person. 
and it means mutual vulnerability, mm. openness, and mm. sharing. And sharing our deepest feelings, etc., draws us closer. And if we don't have integrity, I don't believe we can really have a really intimate relationship. Mm. Mm. Yes, that's so interesting, um, Clive, because we were talking to each other um, in previous programs about that's the struggle, and that's why we call the program Into Me See, because that's exactly what you're saying. We cannot share our deep feelings and thoughts if we're not aware of them, and that's often the struggle I think we have, especially with mm. guys that don't grow up um, expressing, they don't learn, or they haven't learned to express their thoughts and their feelings. What do you say about that? Yeah, I agree. You know, um, guys are always... Uh, brought up or a lot of guys are brought up with this idea that cowboys don't cry. Mm. We don't share our thoughts. We don't share our feelings. They are private. You know, we have to just uh, get on with it, take it on the chin and move on. And that is such a lie because I believe that's where a lot of deep rooted issues um, are formulated. And, um, you know, it's just not the right way to deal with those, you know, and that is an absolute barrier to intimacy in my opinion, mm. when we can't share, when we can't be open with our life partners. Mm. Mm -hmm. Earlier you said about integrity um, that we get at when we're born, but we're also born, we come into the world with sin. So what effect do you think that has on integrity as we grow up? Um, yeah, well, uh, it, it, a lot depends on your influences as you're growing up. And so many, you know, of, of the many, many guys uh, that I have counseled who have an issue with pornography or something like that, so many, it's the perceptions that are formed in a developing mind as a child. So, yes, we are, but uh, by God's grace, you know, we are sinners. We're born sin. But it doesn't mean to say we have to follow that route. So I think a lot of the influences that we face as a developing child whether it's loneliness, whether it's, uh, you know, low self-esteem, whether it's, you know, a lack of a father figure or lack of a mother figure or uh, abuse of some sort, you know, physical, mental, emotional, sexual, anything like that can influence us and uh, we can start making skewed decisions because those influences on a developing mind can be quite destructive. Yeah, absolutely, Clive. Um, thank you very much. And I actually think that what you are saying is so, so true that uh, integrity can also be built up. Uh, but however, you know, when we are born, we are not born as Christians and uh, we become Christians sometime in our lives. And many of our listeners would call themselves Christians. And I found that even as a Christian, I thought that I had integrity, but uh, it soon came to, to the light, especially as an ad addict, that I did not have the integrity I thought I had. So what do you think is the cause of a Christian perhaps not having integrity? Often it's brokenness, it's mm. fear, it's shame. And I've found over the years, you know, so many of us are wearing masks. Mm. To, to hide that, uh, that broken area in our lives or that sinful area in our lives. And especially with men, because naturally I've dealt mainly, you know, well, 
virtually exclusively with men. I have had women, but uh, not on my own. Mm. But I mean, uh, you know, men can compartmentalize and they can be in a work environment, they can be in a play environment, or they can be in a sin environment. And when they leave work, or they leave play, they leave the gym, whatever, they can close that little compartment up, lock it away, and move into another area. And I find that, you know, how men cope. They compartmentalize certain areas and only open them when they want to do that. So if they want to sin, they will go and open up that compartment mm. of their mind, if you know what I'm saying. I don't mm. know if, I, if I'm making myself clear, but uh, we tend to... As men, I'm talking now, we tend to compartmentalize mm. those areas. I can completely, I completely agree with what you're saying because I remember in, because we often talk on this program because of our, you know, of our own experience with addiction. Um, Frederick and I have uh, walked a long road and um, in, of restoration and healing from addiction. And I remember in the acute stages of Frederick's addiction, um, if I spoke to him about honesty, he got very angry with me because he thought he was honest. He honestly believed mm. that he was honest. And uh, so that definitely has to do with a compartm compartmentalization. That, yeah, we try you know, and validate it like that. Sorry, Suki. Mm. You know, I've seen men, they try and validate it. They say, well, their wife doesn't or won't or can't, you know, whatever it is. So they try and validate that uh, by doing that and locking it away afterwards. It, it's fine, you know, so yeah. they validate themselves by doing that. Exactly, and I think that's, that's what, what happened. Yeah, Clive, yeah. it seems to me really that, um, you know, whether it's men or women that are caught in addiction, is they are not integrating their whole lives. In other words, they, like you say, they're putting it into different compartments, so not even their, um, themselves are integrated, mind, body, and spirit. And there seems to be a total disconnect between those two and with the reality around them. Because in this program, we talk about the realities around us, and often they are denied. Mm. Mm. Also, uh, we're saying that integrity requires honesty. Um, so I want to ask you another question. Can integrity sometimes not come across as rude? For example, sometimes... People get confused and they say, I need to say everything that I truly feel or truly think. So to tell you that you're not looking very good in those clothes because it really doesn't work for you. <laughs> um, do you would you define that as something to do with integrity or how does it work? It's, I think, it's not so I, I think <laughs> Suki, that's a very fine line. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I think you have to be very diplomatic in certain areas. Exactly. But um, that's what I'm saying. That That's the difficulty with integrity. When do we say? What do we say? What don't we say? And of course, it has a lot to do with cultural norms and all those kind of things. But I find that sometimes it's hard to know what, when to be honest, to what level and what can you say and what can you not say. Yeah, you know, um, if I had to say something like that uh, to my wife, I'd have to have the front door open and have my running shoes <laughs> on. But that's another story. Um, but, you know, um, Suki, another area to look at there is by being honest in an area like that, you know, about being rude. Sometimes our partners, we have to, um, you know, we have to be honest and have the integrity, but we have to know how much our partners can take and want to take you know, by being open, because it can sometimes hurt and become part of the problem. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's where I've found that a group dynamic is so important because often the wives say, listen, this has got to stop. I don't want this rubbish in our relationship. You've got to sort it out. I don't want to know anything about it, but I want you to be open and honest with me to a certain extent. But go and, and that's, you know, that's where I find that a group dynamic is really helpful because as it says in the Bible, John 5:16. It says um, in the second world, it says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, but confession to fe- confession of sin to fellow man is the beginning of healing. So I believe, you know, if, if I know what you are saying, you know, about uh, does this look nice on me or not, that type of thing, but I'm just saying generally in the area with pornography and relationships, you have to be very careful by how much your partner wants to know um, and and be very diplomatic in that situation. Mm. Exactly, mm. and you hit the the, um, the nail, the on, nail the on the head <laughs> because that's actually what I wanted to get to eventually when it comes to honesty. We need to take a short break, and we're going to listen to some music, and after that, we're going to continue to talk more. Well, that was great. Thank you very much to the musicians. Uh, welcome again back with us, Clive. And, um, you know, what you were sharing just now and previously, uh, you were saying that men need to be honest um, and have integrity. But, you know, that was very, very difficult for me, um, as especially in the times of my addiction, um, for people to look inside of me. And sometimes it was easier to have other people look inside of me than my wife and those close to yeah. me look inside of me. Because, uh, because of shame and because of fear. So, so the question that I have is, can someone have integrity if they can't see the realities in their own lives? Um, yeah, uh, you know, yes, they do, because it's, it's, it's a skewed belief structure. Mm. You know, it's not right. It definitely isn't correct. You know, if you have issues in your own life, um, you know, you will have integrity, as I said, from a, a perspective of compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. You'll have um, integrity at work. You'll have integrity uh, in your um, quiet time even, in your uh, sporting time, in your recreational time. But there's an area that there isn't integrity. And I always use that picture of a cake with a slice missing you know um, we mustn't focus too much on the missing slice we've got to sometimes step back and see the rest of the cake there Mm -hmm. but also we have to realize we can't just look at the other part of the cake that's still there and not focus on the area or that piece that's missing and that's a fine balance between having integrity and not having integrity you know if you just ignore the one and say well that's just as i am uh, you know, just accept me as a, you know, take it or leave it, you know, that type of thing. That's not having integrity. Mm. But integrity is by addressing it. And one thing I want to say, I'm not saying you must keep secrets from your partner. It's very important that. Mm. But I don't believe if you decide to come out, you go and you speak to someone, they say, well, and often pastors have done this. I'm not saying they do. They say, well, you must go and confess all your sins to your wife. Uh, honestly, honestly, I'm not saying you keep a secret, but you have to sum up each individual situation and say, listen, um, I mean, there's things in my life, you know, and as you know, I also was addicted to pornography 
100 years ago type of thing. Um, but, um, you know, there are things that I could only confess to my wife much later down the line when we had been down this path because our relationship then was strong enough for her to accept it and forgive. Now, if you come out of the blue and just blurt everything out of dut, 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 and that stuff, it can be hugely damaging to your relationship with your partner. And that is why, you know, I, I cling to that James 5.16, confession to fellow man is the beginning of healing. It doesn't say confess to that person or that person. And that's where I have found that a lot of, of restoration takes place in a support group or with a counselor or with uh, a person you can trust, a person who will be private, confidential, non-judgmental, um, as all counselors should be. Um, so it's very important that you know that you start gaining or start earning your integrity and reputation back by going down that path. But eventually, I do believe you know um, in a in a good relationship where you want openness, honesty, and uh, integrity. You must have an open relationship, but, it, you know, you must put a time. You don't have to put a time limit on, say, it's got to be done by next week. That can be. God will create the right time, the right space, and the right mood for you to be able to be gentle with your partner and say, listen, I must be honest at one stage or another. I, you know what I mean? You know mm. what I'm trying to get at? Mm. So it's a very delicate line that, that uh, you have to walk in that situation. Yeah, we often uh, thank you very much for mentioning that, and especially with regards to the secrets. And uh, you hear very often in uh, uh, vows that uh, couples say to each other, I will always tell you the truth, uh, no matter what. And uh, but you know, they are, it's quite normal for people to have secrets or things that they don't want to share with other people. Um, so, when what type of in, in abbreviated brackets uh, commas, what type of secrets are there that uh, a couple can keep from each other? Um, you mentioned now that you need to do a disclosure in good time, in the Lord's time. Um, but are there things that people can keep for themselves um, or that a, a wife or a husband cannot demand from their, from their partners? Uh, yeah, that's also a matter of opinion, Frederick. And mm. I, I do believe that, um, you know, if it's really going to hurt your partner, often they don't want to know. Mm. So you must Tell, you know, you, and, and I've had uh, to, I've sat down with couples where I've said to the wife, how much do you want to know? Because maybe there's stuff there which will really hurt you. And what you and, and, you know, even my wife said to me at one stage, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. And I would rather, you know, in certain areas, not know what went on or what didn't go on or what did go on. So. She doesn't see it as a secret. She sees it as protection for herself. Mm. But each individual situation is unique. Mm. And we have to be very careful in that. We know how much, you know, and especially when it's a, a, a couple, we have to know exactly how much it can take and how much, uh, you know, the, the partners can or can't take. And I've seen devastating effects um, of someone who confessed a whole lot of stuff, you know, mm. he gave his life to the Lord and the person said, well, now you must go and tell him. And he went and confessed 
to his wife and it came out the blue. It was devastating. Mm, mm. And I don't want to even go into um, the revenge, you know, the hurt and the pain and, the, and that. And it took them about a year, a very rocky year to come through it, you know. So in those situations, I believe you have to be very, you know, mm. not keep secrets, but your timing, you know, and, and back to that word of being diplomatic about it. Um, it's not to say to the Lord, listen, I'm never telling you, saying, Lord, when you show me the time is right, when I feel when my wife or my, you know, my wife or my husband is mm. in the right place, then I'm prepared to. And, and I promise you, um, I find that is, uh, it's quite a lot of, it gives you peace, knowing that you're not keeping a secret, but you're waiting for the right time. You're waiting for God's timing. Mm. Y- yes, you know, Clive, um, I, I really agree with what you say. Um, but I'm also thinking there might be people that are listening where they are not in a restoration journey yet and where they don't want to tell. We, we are also part of, of several groups and where um, they don't want to um, they don't want to share with their partner that they have a problem and eventually they get caught out. Um, so, you know, of course, we talk about different stages in the journey and some mm-hmm. people entered the restorations or the recovery stage. Others have not done that yet. And as you know, it's really, really hard um, in the beginning for uh, for people to admit and then to start doing something about it. So I think we would like to talk about people in that situation now who have not entered. They know they might have a problem um, and they're living with secrets. What do you say about that? Yeah, that is, you know, it will come out. You know, God will bring uh, sin into light. Mm. And he gives us a lot of time to, to, to confess it. And as you say, it doesn't have to. I've had guys who've come to me that heard, uh, and I'm sure you have as well, who said, listen, uh, you know, it's messing me up. I know it's affecting my relationships, my work, whatever, and I need to deal with this without their wives even knowing. And um, it, it is a way of dealing with it, but uh, often the wives, you know, it, it, it is just so hurtful. It undermines. And your wife, you know, and I've found in uh, many years I've been dealing with this, women seem to have not only a sixth, but a seventh and an eighth <laughs> sense yeah, right. when their husband yeah, is ducking and diving. <laughs> you know, they can just feel, and that is where the intimacy you know, they just feel there's a wedge in the relationship. It's just breaking down the intimacy, and especially with pornography. If you're being intimate, um, with, I mean sexually intimate with your wife, your mind is not there. You're mm. detached. You're thinking of those. Uh, it's an adultery of the mind. Mm. And you're looking at stuff, and you're thinking of stuff, but you're not in the moment with your wife. And that is where the intimacy needs to be created. Uh, I mean, uh, intimacy, sex is a God-given gift. Mm. It's, it's, it's for us to, to show the intimacy that God wants to show to us, to, to our partners. And if, there's, you know, if we sully it or, or mess it up with, with pornography, um, you know, it just, it, it's the start of a slippery slope downhill. And I've seen it happen not once, but many times where it's ended up, unfortunately, in divorce or in huge trauma and loss and the breakup of families. I've seen guys lose their jobs. Mm. I've seen guys, you know, um, having, uh, you know, I I mean, I've spoken in prisons and I was in uh, one of the prisons and 
in the maximum security and uh, area. And of the guys that came to this talk, um, I would like to say 90-odd percent, 92, 93% of them said the reason they're in prison today started off with them looking at pornography. Wow. And they've ended Amazing. up as rapists or as, as having sex with underage children, etc., etc., etc. I don't sure. even want to go down that route. Mm. But it started with pornography, and they never expected to be where they are today than when they first looked at, at pornography. It's like an alcoholic or a drug addict when he has his first drink or whatever he takes, you know, a chemical, he doesn't expect to end up in, uh, an addict, and it's the same with pornography. Yeah, so it seems to me that the passage I, we referred to a little bit earlier on that says, those who walk crooked paths are exposed. So it seems to me sometime or other it is exposed and could end up with someone being in prison. So when somebody's secrets have been found out or they have been caught out, um, I think it requires a lot of vulnerability from both parties uh, that are involved, the addict and their partner. Mm. So uh, what can we say to people to help them uh, to get closer to integrity and intimacy? You know, I think uh, the best thing is, is if, if someone who's listening to this program is struggling in that area, I would say the best is, is to find, if you don't want to confess it to your, your spouse, your partner, then find someone in the church, someone you can trust, someone who will be private and confidential and ask them to have an issue. Try and find someone who will walk the journey with you. Be an accountability partner. Um, seek counseling professional help. This is not something that will go mm. away on its own. Yes. No ways. You know, as, as the psychologists and uh, that are saying, this is the new drug. Mm. And it's a hugely addictive substance. Mm. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone in all the years say that, okay, I'm stopping and stopping tomorrow. That's it. And never look again. You know, not without some um, therapeutic intervention. Um, exactly. So I would say, really, the sooner the better is getting out of this. And, you know, we've just had um, a few months ago, we had this whole week with gender-based violence, etc. That's what pornography is. It's mm. gender-based violence. Mm. And by looking at pornography, you are buying in. You know, you can stand up and say, wow, this is terrible. How can people be like that? But by looking at pornography, you are. Um, you know, you are uh, you using and abetting gender-based violence. Exactly. So it is very important that, that people who are struggling mm -hmm. in this area seek help, um, even talk to your partner, say, I've got an issue, you know, and I'm not happy and I, mm -hmm. I just want to be better. You know, your wife mm -hmm. and the wife who's listening, or the, I'm saying wife because I'm so used to dealing with men, but your partner needs to have an, an open mind and realize it's taken a lot of, of um, courage to be open and honest and not to, you know, get up and hit him over the head or something, whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. okay, not the quite way, but I mean to, to okay. react and say, okay, how can we do this together? Because as you two know, and as my wife and I, you know, by the grace of God and with the help of my wife, I got through the pornography mm. addiction as well. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, Clive. Um, we need to be closing off now. So Suki has the last comment. 
Yes, we see that integrity required for intimacy is not easy to practice, as you said, especially in the life of an addict. The next two programs will be talking about how integrity or the lack of it plays out in the life of addicts and their partners. Uh, we continue to explore the vital role integrity plays in the development of intimacy. Thank you so much, Clive, for joining us. It's been great talking to you. We can hear you have a lot of experience. And uh, yes. So, listeners, thank you very much for joining us again today and continue to send your questions to us uh, with regards to our program today or any other. Send them to fredericksuki at kpulpit.co.za. See you next time. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.